last time on Out of the Forest. Cornelius is off in the, f in the forest, right? If we leave, will he know where we went? Will he get caught by it? I don't know. Is it better to try to get three of us back together? Is Baron coming back from his adventure by himself in the woods? I, I don't know. It's right there. Oh my god. At the last moment, as this wolf begins its charge across this uh, ground, it now knows it's no longer uh, consecrated. Uh, you hold up your hands and channel your magic. The air shimmer, almost as if there's like a wall of glass suddenly appeared, and then it instantly turned like just clear again, and the wolf just rams right into this new wall. Took it surprisingly well, to be honest, especially those in Davy Crockett. They almost seem like they're walking through the challenge, which is a little messed up, but. Uh, we have a, a small problem. You and, uh, your, your kid, uh, registered yourselves over in Kit Carson, and they're, they're calling a, a lockdown, reasonably enough. So, if y'all don't get back to Kit Carson within the next 15 minutes or so, they're gonna start a search party, and we don't want anyone out of the campsite while that wolf's still unaccounted for. You, uh, Enif and Kernunos, uh, you get the, the tree set up into the hole and kind of pass the dirt around it. And after a good another half hour's work, you finish the first ward, and you can both feel the power begin humming through it. A humanoid figure far enough away from you that you, you can't discern many features, uh, but you see them holding, moving their hands in a way uh, reminiscent of how you cast spells, uh, and you look back at your barrier and you see it start to crack. Baron, there's somebody over there. They're messing up my magic. There is a shattering sound as your barrier just goes to pieces and fades into nothing. Enif, uh, you and Kernunos arrive back at the campsite, uh, probably towards the edge of it. Both of you bleeding pretty badly. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of s'mores hoping that their marshmallows are just roasted enough. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris, and I am your GM slash keeper, and I am joined by my players. My name is Evan, and I play Baron. My name is Dominic, and I play Kernunos. My name is Jessica, and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair, and I play Isaac. Alright, um, we were in less immediate danger than we normally start last time, at the end of last time. Um, I think it's most pertinent to start with Kernunos and Enif. You just both arrived at the edge of um, Kit Carson, both pretty bloodied up from your encounter with Baron, who had been taken over by his dark master. You obviously probably shouldn't just walk into camp injured, uh, it's up to you. What do you do? Uh... Cornudos, we need to go back. We, where's Baron? Baron was the one attacking you. What are you talking about? Well, we still, we can't just leave him. He's a wolf. He'll be fine. Yeah. How, how far away? Because I think that Cornudos just kind of randomly threw themselves in the direction of the campsite. How close are they to the campsite, Chris? I'm going to say you're probably close enough that you can see the lights over at the pavilion, but you're definitely further from camp than, like, the furthest tents are. You're out where the forest starts to actually grow again, and it's not, like, 
cut okay. down for the campsite. Doing it's this. not like we're hiding behind a tree or anyone will immediately see us. Right? <laughs> no, you, you, are, you are definitely distant <laughs> enough that like, unless someone is going out of the camp, they're not going to see you, especially since the, the, the sun is be, has begun to set. It is, it is getting quite dark in, in the camps, campgrounds. Okay. Um, Kirinunus, uh looks down at himself and looks at Enif and says, um, uh, we, we need to, to clean ourselves up. We're covered in blood and also bleeding. Um, <laughs> if we go back in there, we're going to start a panic. What do you mean? Where are we? Where'd you even bring us? You're outside of the campsite. Which one? Uh, I don't know. The one about the, the one with the name of the American explorer. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Is it Davy Crockett? I, I don't remember what the names of them are. Is it the one with Isaac in it? Yes, it is the one with Isaac in it. Okay. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't bring any extra clothes. Well, no, wait. I, I brought some of my extra clothes for Isaac. They should be in Isaac's tent. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, okay. Uh, and I, uh, again, Kurnus looks down and sees that he is bleeding out of his abdomen. <laughs> um <laughs> And pulls out his phone and calls Isaac. <laughs> I should probably heal him. <laughs> Whoop, there goes my blood. <laughs> this is not a particularly uh, urgent time, so I'm just going to let you have this phone call. Um, so kind. Isaac, you are, I think at this point in time, uh, you know, Karninos has been, ran off in a, in a very hasty fashion after getting a phone call from Enif that seemed very worrying. Kunis did not quite tell you what was going on, um, which is probably more than a little worrying for Isaac, knowing see, having seen everything he's seen so far today. Um, around this time, it's it's probably been about five, maybe ten minutes. Um, people are, are like finishing up their dinners and they're, they are starting to move over to the campfire circle. Uh, and people like, you, you can see a lot of the like older, uh, campers kind of like motioning to try and get some of the young campers to join in for the, for the evening campfire that Toby told you about. It is at this point that your phone begins to ring and you see the caller ID listed as Kernunos or maybe Brian. I don't know if you listed him as Kernunos. <laughs> <laughs> It'll say Kernunos parentheses, Brian. Nice. Perfect. And there's like a little deer emoji probably next to his name. <laughs> or maybe a tree. We'll say a little pine tree next to both, his name. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, both. Beautiful. Uh, oh, um, so I'm going to kind of dip away from the, the campground a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to ignore the, the call. <laughs> I'm going to ignore the call. I'm going to throw it into the fire. Um, answer it. Hello? Isaac, I need your help. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> I need you to go back into your tent, grab the bag with all the clothes in it, and meet okay. me on the edge of the campsite, um, to the, like, like, walk past the pavilion away from the campfire. Okay, um, I mean, is, okay, I'll, yeah, sure, I'll be right there. Click. Isaac doesn't even question anything anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, as far as I know, yeah. he's just like, I need help digging a hole for these uh, wards. His doesn't dad know, like... obviously needed something. Yeah, I need something in the in the bag, so sure, I'll bring him the bag. All right. Also, you got to look at it from the point of view of a 19, or would say like 20? He's like Isaac 20, is... 21, yeah. 
2021 year old is being told by what he now knows is a literal god to bring him some clothes <laughs> true sure yep. sure whatever um and then while uh Cornotus is making that phone call Enif like notices oh shit like he's like super bleeding um and they're gonna go ahead and try and heal him a little bit all right uh so you go over to heal him uh go and give me that use magic roll which i believe you get plus one to i do what did you get? A 13? Yeah, so you just heal him for one. Hooray! Um, Hooray! You, you <laughs> shine your, your shiny hands all over his abdomen, and some of the bite wounds, I believe, is what Baron inflicted upon you, uh, begin to, to close up, uh, and, and the, the bleeding begins to slow. It is at this point that Isaac begins to, you, you hear crunching of leaves, and uh, Kernunos and Enif, your eyes having fully adjusted to well it's not even that dark yet it is, the sun has just begun to set but you, you both see isaac approach you uh with a bag full of clothes and i don't know exactly where they are i'm just kind of wandering into their direction i assume just wandering blindly into the forest you, you, you spot them because they are you know again it's not super dark but once you you have the right direction you get out and you're looking for them you spot them and they are bleeding pretty bad both of them oh my god you do need help isaac quiet quiet I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, I brought the I brought the bag. What happened? Are you guys okay? We might have encountered another spellcaster, and they caused some problems. Well, what kind of problems? Why would they? Did they attack you? They were. I was trying to fix the barrier, and the creature came back way faster than I thought he would. And then all of a sudden my barrier starts disappearing and I look back and there's this lady and they, they were trying to interrupt my spell. They were, they were, you know, negating it. And then, I don't know, Baron just went crazy and he started attacking me. Why in the world would someone try to take down the barrier? I I don't know. The beast is in the campgrounds now. That too. <laughs> the beast is here. Um, we should. The beast is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Okay. Um, well, clearly you guys are are injured, so we should take care of that first. Um, does Ranger Tom know? Because he'll definitely need to warn everyone if if the wolf is nearby if it can actually get to us and it's not protected by the the wards oh he's right um and Kurnunus like grabs the the walkie-talkie and radios ranger tom uh i don't think Kurnunus knows how to do radio so he just goes uh ranger you, you gotta you gotta push the button um ranger here here hold, hold the button down Hold on. Oh, okay. Say it again. Ranger? Copy that. Uh, Ranger Tom here. Uh, what'd you need? The creature has gotten past the wards. Well, shoot, I was hoping. I mean, I guess we already knew it could get on over here. It already made a habit of trampling around, spooking you guys, and the, the whole... I mean, it's been around for a little bit now, but... How did how did your work with the wards go? Did you manage to put those up before or after it got in? Only one. 
Hold on, you have to hold down the button. Okay, go again. Okay. <laughs> Only one? We need two. I guess don't make no difference between uh, that or the other. The uh, base is in, so putting it up now ain't gonna help us here nor there. I will, I guess, keep on a more active search for role and see if I can't rustle anything up. Y'all be careful and keep your eyes out. Wait. Um, and Edith, like, pushes the button again. Are there any, are there any spell, other spell casters that you know of that are here? Uh, there's a, a bit of a pause and range of time goes. I don't know too much about, I don't know, spell casters. I, I inherited a few of the ritual learnings from, from my ancestors, passing it down. I'm unfortunately a little ignorant of that front. To my knowledge, ain't no one else here who should know about any of that stuff, though. Okay. Should we... Anything else? Um, I'm not going to push the button. Should we tell him about the other spellcaster? I would think so. It sounds like there's a, a traitor. Someone who's trying to cause harm. Kernunos starts putting on a different shirt, one that isn't covered in blood. Um, the spellcaster was wearing a campus uniform. Okay. I'll tell him. Um, and uh, Enif pushes the button. Uh, when we were putting up, which we were trying to put up the wards, we were sabotaged by another spellcaster. They were wearing a campmaster uniform. There's another long pause, um, and then uh, Ranger Tom comes back with just... That's very troubling news, to say the least. I'll do some digging, see if I can't figure anything out, see if anyone here isn't on the normal rosters. I'll let you know when I find out. Okay. Ranger Tom, over and out. Uh, Over and out for us, too. Okay. <laughs> um, Alright. Uh, I think it's at this point that you all uh, take some time to, to wrap your wounds a bit uh, to, to stop the bleeding a bit and also to, you know, switch out of your bloody, bloody clothes. Um, you both get to go ahead and restore one harm for basic first aid. Uh, and you are now in clothes that conceal your... Uh, the, the bloody bandages that are further concealing your wounds. Uh, what is Enif's life looking like? Um, I got two harm right now. Okay, cool, me too. I mean, not cool, but yeah. <laughs> Twinsies. Cool, we're kind of We're dying. not dying. We're not dying. We're, we're not we're dying, stable. you're right. We're injured, but we're stable. Alright. Um, and did you remove both the one from Enif's healing and from the first aid, Dom? Uh, no, I just took one out. Uh, let yeah. me take out another Cause one. Because Enif you and then you guys bandage yourselves up. Alright, so you guys are, are better for wear now. You're not great, but Kronunus isn't doing that bad, and Enif is passable. <laughs> Enif is at the state where like it probably hurts a decent amount to move around, but like it's not interfering with their general capabilities. Sounds about right. So what happened to Baron? 
Cornunus had to leave him. Is he okay? I I don't know. I'm dying. <laughs> Are you? Um, uh, a little bit, but we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Should we? Should we call him or contact him? I mean, if he's still possessed, he wouldn't answer, right? No, I I don't think he would. Um, I I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and call him. Okay, now we get to to tackle an interesting issue. What's that? Evan! Uh-oh. What happens to Baron's clothes and possessions when he turns into a wolf? <laughs> God. Hold on, we did establish this at some point. Did... Mm, I don't think we did. I don't know what we decided on, but we did establish this. I mean, I know it's something that you establish when, like, you're a druid in D&D. Um, it just goes into hammer space. It's weird. I mean, we can, if, if that's what you want to establish, we're fi- I'm fine with that. We'll take that. It vanishes into hammer space. Um, so in keeping with that, even if you call Baron and the phone rings until it reaches the voicemail. Nothing. So, Baron, you, uh, after shaking, your Dark Master kind of relinquished his hold. He, he seemed, you know, almost tired out by the effort of controlling you for that uh, period of time. Um, shortly after the, the monster broke free and, and started running into the woods, uh, you watched Kernunos uh, drag Enif into a tree and fade away, and the spellcaster similarly run off in the woods, and you were left alone by the wards. Um, bleeding from the wounds that the spellcaster had inflicted upon you uh, but otherwise for the moment safe cool um, I first would like to use my unquenchable vitality to stabilize some of my injuries unquenchable? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called Dang. that's the word? unquenchable yep. vitality Oh, hey, hey. Uh, what, what, what does this look like? I, I think we've established before, but I cannot remember. Um, I'm still a wolf too, so it's kind of like, almost like steam, kind of rising off of him, and like the wounds kind of like seal shut. All right, all his okay. bones uh, cracking me... back into place. Very anime. Yeah, if yeah, if need to be. Yeah. Give, give me that cool roll. Cool. What'd you get? Twelve. Yay. Oh. Christ, these were the rolls you needed last time. I know. I mean, uh, so on a ten plus, you heal two harm and stabilize your injuries. Holy crap, that's a strong move. Um, I mean, yeah, if so... I if I roll, if I don't do that, uh, uh, my injuries get worse. So it's kind of a risk. Yeah, and you can also only use it on yourself. So it's not like you need to be all the people like, yeah, uh, lay on hands, which is has similar downsides to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you go ahead and you 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 kind of shed your wounds almost in this wolf form, uh, leaving yourself now both safe and more or less ready to take on uh, danger should you encounter them on your way wherever you're heading next. Uh, basically, what's left in this clearing are, is the single ward uh, that you and Enith managed to set up. It is radiating its power. Uh, you can sense it very slightly. Um, but on the ground, there is the second ward, which is 
more or less ready to go. It just has to be put into place. Um, it just doesn't have a hole to go in just yet. And um, other than that, there's the signs of the struggle. There's like broken branches and such all around you. There is a steadily melting ice wall. And you can see a trail of blood uh, that follows the line from where the beast came, ran by you. Mm, okay. And we don't have any tools to make a hole. I mean, you can just go doggy uh, dig again. I think I'm gonna. To, but... I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah. All right. So here's the fun part. Um, you go over to where you need to dig the hole, and the second you enter that deadened area um, around the ward you've already put up, your the the skin on the the base of your feet starts to sizzle and 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 just stings very badly. <sighs> Alright, um, if I transform out of wolf form and walk closer again, I'm guessing that does not happen. You can still feel that presence. Uh, it's less bad uh, for two reasons. One, you're wearing, you know, you are now wearing shoes now that they are back from hammer space. <laughs> and, and two, obviously you are, you are now in your more human form. So like it, it's even, it's, you don't, you don't even sense the power radiating off the ward like you did when you were in wolf form. Okay. Oh man. Can I use like the bottom of the ward even to dig a hole? <laughs> it's like a, flat log okay. like it's also very heavy so like you wouldn't be able to maneuver it use the you axe. can probably get it that you don't That's... he doesn't have the axe you do oh, right this <laughs> is <laughs> i have no tools <laughs> um shit all right i will say this you can probably put the ward up it just risks falling over and breaking uh if you don't anchor it are there like there are trees around, right? Yeah. Is there any brush or anything? Or, like, grass even kind of thing? There's probably, like, some underbrush, like some briar patches and the like. Grass don't really grow in the forest. And yeah, just, like... There's probably, like, briar patches and, like, some small, like, fern, like, uh, yeah. shrubbery, as it were. I'd like to, like, my, my goal is just to, like, make make some like makeshift rope and like kind of tie it up to like stake it into the ground almost at like four points if that makes sense that's just like a wild ass <laughs> contraption you're coming up with but i love the creativity so much that i think you actually managed to pull it off it's not well you have rope i that's Dude. how you've been tying the thing together. I do have rope. So you don't need rope. to fashion right. rope. Yes. Um. So you, you you take some of like the 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 uh like wood excess wood you chopped off of some of these branches to to make the the branches that are are lashed to it. Um. And and uh kind of I I'm going to imagine you probably like use your wolf form and like the, your, your sharp teeth and claws to kind of like grind them down into points into stakes and then you you tie them to the extra rope you have and essentially stake this thing in place um i i, I love that ingenuity that baron has and it really actually super fits with his uh role as like a carpenter um, oh, yeah. and you you managed to get it up <laughs> and now 
even in your human form, you, you feel the radiating energies of these, and like your your hair is standing on end to even be in the same region as these two wards, um, and you feel a little sick to your stomach until you back out of the area of them. Um, but you have done it. You have set up the wards and, and sealed off this area. Cool. All right. Um, next... Uh, you said there was a blood trail, correct? There is a blood trail following from the beast, likely from the wound uh, that uh, Sima inflicted on it. Yeah, so I'm going to follow the blood trail. Um, All right, are you turning into a wolf in order to do it? Yes. All right, uh, go ahead and give me an act under pressure to do it. Get Take that plus one because you're using your wolf senses to follow it interesting choice to follow the monster that just fucked everyone up but i'm doing it cautiously but you, you said act uniquely under pressure. barren yeah act under pressure you get a plus one because of your wolf and senses for the shapeshifter ability wait really wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't this be, be like an investigate a mystery yeah oh you are you just like invest okay yeah I was, I was thinking you were just like running after it oh um, no yeah, yeah no. you're fine that that works too yeah investigate a mystery i was just um, kind of tracking it does shapeshifter still give you that plus one? I think it's actually think? only even to investigate a mystery for shapeshifting. Oh yeah, you are right. I am. Yes. Need to review these moves and maps. You're right. I, I apologize for the confusion. Yeah, go ahead and give me the investigate mystery with that plus one, and uh, plus sharp, which you have zero to anyway. Neat. Um, so you get a plus one. Uno. Eh. All right, on a seven, that is a mixed success. So you get to ask one question from the investigative mystery as you sniff along, uh, very cautiously, sniff along this blood trail. Uh, mm, I feel like I'm going to do what was it going to do? What was it going to do? All right, um, you begin sniffing along the blood trail, and you also kind of like investigate where it was coming from. Um, and at first you think it's just going straight in the direction of the campgrounds. You're like, ah, shit, it's heading straight for the campers. That's very bad. Uh, but then kind of hooks off abruptly into, um, just like a deeper, like not as deep as like the dark woods where it came from, but like a deeper section of woods where like away from all the trails that kind of crisscross around, uh, the campgrounds as if it's trying to find a place to hide for them. is your uh, one question. Uh, Kyrgyz, Ian, if you have now, as I was saying before, you've successfully uh, put on clothes that don't look like you've been mauled. Uh, and Isaac kind of helped you perform a little bit of uh, basic first aid uh, to kind of get you guys back into passable shape. Uh, what was your? What were your next actions to be? All right. <clears throat> um, we need to find. We need to keep these campers safe. The beast is in the campsite now. We don't even know what to do with it. We don't even know how to beat it. I mean, when I tried opening my third eye earlier, when Isaac and I saw it, the only thing I got was. We just can't let it near the campers. That's not enough information. Do we have any kind of idea of what it might be weak to when we were, you know, when we saw it earlier? Did it avoid 
anything in particular. Like, I mean, the wards seem to hurt it. Maybe we could put wards around the smaller campsite. If I don't know if we'd have time to create those. We don't have time to create I wards, mean, but like fire. Is it afraid of fire? Is it afraid of? I don't know. Um, sticks. Like we have to. We have to defend ourselves. Isaac, do you still have that bag that I, well, that you ended up with of mine that had all those tarot cards and everything in it? Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I think I need to do a reading and see if I can get some more information. Sure. Um, I'm going to assume that I brought both bags because Carninos said, I think just bring the bag. Bring the bag of I, stuff. I, I did indeed. <laughs> And I'm not sure which one you meant, so I probably brought all my bags. All two of them. Okay. Alright. So I'll, so I'll dig it out of the other bag. I'll say that I put them together. Um, okay. And then Enif will, you know, t- take take your, take the bag that you give them, and then um, the bag that they currently already probably have, and then um, t- take out, like, uh, clear some area in the forest. So, <laughs> you know, like, you know, lighting, you know, leaves on fire. But, like, uh, stick out, like, candles and pull out, like, you know, uh, some crystals and, like, some tarot card decks and stuff like that. Um, Because I just pulled uh, the Six of Swords, which is uh, you're going, gaining psychological distance from trouble by exploring your subconscious and gaining distance from a situation to get a wider perspective. So I'm going to play Cast the Bones. Alrighty. Uh, That is a plus weird, is it? I'm imagining. Nope. I'm sharp. I'm wrong. It's plus sharp. It's a sharp. All right, so you begin uh, doing this tarot reading, uh, and give me that plus sharp roll. Ooh. What did you get? Oh, no. Oh, I don't like that sound. Oh, no, that is a three. I don't even know what happens on the failure here. On a That's miss, a... you get some information, but it's not what you want to hear. Um, you flip over these cards and they begin um you are hoping for some guidance and they just display worse and worse portents um i think that the the and and maybe you can give me a, a more accurate uh what what the cards actually are because i'm i'm less no i'm a, a absolute i know nothing about tarot cards um but i'm imagining that death is probably in there somewhere because uh, they all the points point to doom and and death and the the loss of someone mm. this is not good what do the cards say it's it just says that we're gonna lose. That, uh, but that's not tarot gonna work. Is only a guidance tool. This isn't fortune telling. We can fix this. We just have to figure something out, and then maybe it's one of those things where it's like you're going to lose an object. Like, we're just going to lose our keys. And the big important piece of, you know, protecting everyone from this creature is not what the cards are predicting. We're going to be fine there. We're just going to lose, again, maybe our keys. Or 
a, you know, another item of somewhat significance. <laughs> Enif is just like holding the death card, staring at it. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> sure, I Isaac. I the fact that Isaac was like, maybe we lose our keys or second object literally couldn't think of any other object the largest class of potential examples keys keys or the um other keys more keys um it is around this time i think that you all um hear someone kind of calling out in the campsite and Karen Nunos, you almost immediately recognize that voice as Camp Master Olila. Oh no. Oh my god. Fuck this guy. Alright. Um Alright, Isaac, you and I need to get back into the campsite. Enif, okay. Um I honestly don't know what you should do. Um I mean we could just hide Enif in the tent. Because right now everyone's at the at the campfire. We could all just pop back through the forest near the tents, you could hide in the tent, and then we can reconvene from there. Alright, that makes sense. Um, so, Enif, it's that tent over there, and uh, Kernunus points at the, the tent in question. Mm. They all look and identical. Then, um, <laughs> he points at the one in question. <laughs> okay. And then, um... It's the one next to the giant, yeah, giant, uh, tent, tentapalooza that the other, that the, uh, speedrunning club has put together. Mm. <laughs> Got it's it. It's next to that one. And, uh, Isaac, you and I will go cover for them. Make a distraction. Okay, okay what kind of... I mean... Just, I c- just keep, keep Alila's attention. Oh, oh, Enif gathers up all of, uh, all of their stuff, and, um... Just like hands Isaac a bunch of matches and just goes have fun. <laughs> like... <laughs> don't don't have that much fun. And then disappears into the forest towards Isaac's tent. <laughs> um. Okay, I'll I'll pocket these. Come back for you later. Yeah. Um. Have fun with these. Um. You're supposed to start distraction with them. I mean, I was planning to just do like a oh no, my fainting thing, and then just fall, fall on the ground. Right, don't need, we don't need that much of a distraction, people. <laughs> Quietly. Alright, Kernunos begins uh, pulling Isaac off to go satisfy Campmaster Olila's desire to, uh, that was a very bad way to start off that sentence, um, <laughs> to keep everyone accounted for. Uh, Campmaster Olila sees you guys coming up and just goes, and kind of like grumbles to himself and you see him check off on his list and he just goes you you really got to stop wandering off well, right here and he wanders off to go check for the rest of the uh for the rest of the uh, volunteers and campers and such can you catch a f- glimpse of his clipboard how many fucking copies of this guy of this notepad does this guy have <laughs> um <laughs> It was mentioned last time, and Isaac, yeah, you, you can see his clipboard. He's making checks alongside each of the volunteers. Um, it's it's not like a different sheet each time. Like, yeah, he's just like a, signed. a list with a bunch um, of columns. Can we see if there are any columns that have other X's, such as Kernunos's, besides Kernunos? Uh, Kernunos is the only one that had X's, and it had those like several X's. Um, 
There were, there were three X's for the, the, that hour and a half you were missing. Okay, but everyone else has been accounted for, essentially. On everyone his... else has stuck around. Uh, he's been able to get a check on each of the other ones. Ugh, it fuck. is worth noting that his list only... Uh, I said check on volunteers and campers. He's probably doing a more cursory check on the campers. The, the volunteers is the only one he's got a list for. Okay. And is it just the volunteers? It's not... Uh, the camp mass... Like, there's... Camp masters are there. There are there's camp master Herrera and camp master Olila, and then there are the uh, like parent volunteers, and then there are the campers, and that's that's who are in this campsite. Yeah. Okay. Um, camp master Olila goes back to check on everything. Uh, as you were approaching, um, you see everyone kind of like settling down. You hear uh, camp master Herrera is actually like kind of like bringing everyone down, like like all right, all right, time to get a, we need to get started, folks. I. I I know y'all are excited, but uh, I we got we still have a campfire to put on, um, and he's he's actually doing a good probably a good enough job of making a distraction without your help. I'm good, it seems to work. <laughs> uh, so you guys go and sit down, and Enif, after seeing that everyone's distracted, makes their way over to the uh, Isaac's tent, uh, and you you get over there just fine. Again, it's this isn't the most difficult thing the sun is setting and everyone's kind of focused on what camp master herrero is doing um camp master herrero uh to kind of cut this short does a does a brief introduction welcoming everyone to the the campery and apologizing for the circumstances of this first night and reassuring everyone that he's pretty sure it's probably another false alarm and everything can get back on schedule tomorrow morning uh but he does need everyone to stay in camp which is unfortunate because he knows everyone a lot of people like to start start hitting the trails or like uh going to Sal's or, uh, you know, just enjoying the campgrounds as opposed to just being stuck in the campsite. Uh, but he reassures everyone that he's got plenty of fun activities for, for the campfire. Uh, a couple of the, the groups of kids have volunteered to do some skits. And uh, he said he mentions that someone's passing out uh, s'mores materials. And you see that, like, about half the crowd at this point has uh, marshmallows on sticks pointed at the fire, uh, kind of having to take turns because of the sheer number of... Uh, kids gathered around it uh and shortly after that uh campers start to put on a variety of different skits are they i any can't good? enjoy these skits knowing that there's a wolf out there that's going to come and try to kill us all <laughs> these are unpleasant skits but are they good skits i mean they're good skits but i just can't enjoy them okay <laughs> it's really un- it's really upsetting let's be careful they're not all good skits most of them are enjoyable skits some of them are really bad but still enjoyable because of how bad they are but i can't focus on these skits because i know that there's a creature with a million eyes out in the woods and as as you you jitter and shudder and and glance around worriedly during these skits nothing appears to happen um and then eventually uh camp master hero comes up to announce the next act and he um calls out it's like all right now uh jimothy uh you're up and you hear jimothy go dad do i have to sing do i have to every year and uh camp master goes now jimothy i know you like to put on an act but i know you love the 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 old man jack song and uh jimothy sighs and like with as much uh drama as possible drags himself up to the uh impromptu uh, stage at the, the head of the campfire. Uh, and he, he looks around, takes a deep breath, and uh, begins to sing his song. Oh. 
From deep inside the forest, where it is dark as night, came stumbling a man who looked an awful sight. Weren't a break in darkness but the glinting of his knife. Wouldn't be much longer till he took another life. Old man Jack, old man Jack, please leave us alone, lone, lone. But old man Jack, oh old man Jack, responded with not but a ghostly moan. They say he was a killer, worked in the silver mines. He'd had served for life just to pay off half his crimes. But the foreman must have missed it. He snuck in his trusty blade, and the silver mines been closed to this very day. Old man Jack, old man Jack, please leave us alone, lone, lone. But old man Jack, oh old man jack responded with not but a ghostly moan he was covered all over in blood that wasn't his before he made away there came a telling hiss the last of his victims had lit his dynamite and now jack's spirit comes a-haunting in the night old man jack Old man Jack, please leave us alone, lone, lone. Uh, but old man Jack, oh, old man Jack, responded with not butter. And everyone applauds. And it's very obvious Woo! that. Um, <laughs> Good job, Chris. Jimothy got way more into it as he went, as he like kind of shrugged off his affected, oh, I'm too cool for this. Uh, and he, he, you see him blush slightly and give the slightest bow and, and shuffle off to join the rest of the speedrunning club. Uh, Kareem just his... has a, a look on his face like, what the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> <laughs> um, Campmaster Herrero comes out applauding uh, himself uh, with, with a big proud smile on his face and just goes, see, I told you you'd, you'd enjoy it once you got up here. Uh, and, uh, as always, that uh, serves as an impromptu reminder that the silver mines are closed for a reason. They are not safe to play around in. They are very dangerous. Please don't go in the silver mines. I beg you. They're a home of a serial killer. <laughs> we gotta go in the silver mines. <laughs> what the fuck? There are silver mines? Um, and he goes, All right, that's about all we had for you. Um... Everyone enjoy your s'mores, enjoy the rest of your night, chat, make some friends if you're, if this is your first camporee, uh, and I, I look forward to getting back on schedule tomorrow night. Um, and he, he gives an applaud to start off everyone applauding, and he goes off to kind of make conversation with the volunteers and some of the campers. I want to use my spirit sight to look for old man Jack. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Is he here with us tonight at this campfire? <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought you were Jack saying a song about, like, Jack the Ripper, but then I kept going, oh, no. I was like, no, it's not that. <laughs> uh, I, I will be honest, I, I did initially have the character, the the subject of that song's name as Jack the Killer, um, but that was caught from a number of things, so I changed it to Old Man Jack. I like um, that one better. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely an improvement uh you you kind of look around um with with your special ghost augmented eyes uh you you do not in fact see the ghost of old man jack anywhere nearby okay just had to check um 
in any case, uh, everyone's kind of like just chatting about. I think uh, it's around this point where where Toby moves over from where where he was in the crowd because uh, you had kind of gotten there after the the event had begun. It's probably been that that whole affair uh, with all the skits and such was probably about an hour long. Uh, Toby comes over and sits next to you and uh, waves at you because his just mouth is absolutely full of s'more. Uh, and we will return to that. Enif, what have you been doing for the past hour? Um, honestly, Enif's probably just been like going through all of Toby's stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> um, just out of curiosity. Go ahead and give me an investigate a mystery roll for checking out this poor kid's things. Um, honestly, I imagine Enif like sitting on the bed and then immediately getting bored and then just being like, well, there's these bags here. <laughs> I, I can at least look I at them. Might as well see what's in them. <laughs> yes, go and give me an investigate a mystery. Okay, what's that again? I don't know how much you'll get from it. Um, Probably so nothing. I will punish you too severely if you fuck it up, but yeah, give me an investigate a mystery. Which one's that again? Mm. Uh, that is sharp. sharp. Watch this be my other fail. <laughs> that is the same three. Oh um, as I'm saying, you weren't. By the way, I leveled you, up. Low reward, so probably low risk, too. Uh, You begin trying to go through Toby's stuff, and you immediately knock over the cot. Um, Good job. I did it. And it makes a nice clack against the pallets, uh, which I I think you you hear someone kind of come over and, like, check in the tent, at which point you you probably just, like, kind of slip on the other side of the tent just to avoid it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they kind of, like, you hear them go, huh, that's weird all right and they, they kind of head off and you, you are you are left back in the tent uh, with the idea that maybe you shouldn't be messing around with stuff that I'll, isn't your own i'll go ahead and write the cot and sit back on on isaac's bed like a normal person all right and you, you are left bored uh but safe for the hour <laughs> you, you you hear these skits going on and the intermittent uh claps and tears and you hear everything kind of go quiet as this really creepy song you can just barely hear it from your tent uh, kind of echoes through the campsite. Let's uh, let's hop back over to Baron. You did some investigating into the blood and saw that it was running off, seemingly to hide. Um, and shortly after this, you hear voices and and people walking through the forest somewhat nearby well I'm gonna, I'm gonna snoop you're gonna snoop I'm gonna snoop you're gonna try and go figure out what they're doing yeah uh go ahead and give me read a bad situation to try and sort that out that is my shark Uh-huh. Wild. You guys can't God. roll good investigate rolls. And as a four on investigate a mystery, um, which I believe just makes me allowed to have a bad, uh, hard move. No, hold on. Or was... uh, read a bad situation. I think it's an investigate mystery. Uh, so on a miss, you misread the situation. Um, everything's fine here. He'll be totally safe to investigate alone. Or you might reveal tactical details to your uh, enemies, which means the keeper can ask the questions above <laughs> oh, of you. No. Um, all right, I'm going to ask the question above of you, because that sounds fun. Um, of your wolf form and your your general 
self, what would you say the biggest threat about you is? The biggest threat about me is? Yes. What What is the most threatening part of Baron's Wolf form? This amazing coat. <laughs> it's so shiny. It's so threatening. You have. My eyes. Yeah, it's probably the teeth. All right. Uh, you kind of try and, and slink around at, uh, towards the voices, uh, but in that classic slapstick style, oh as God. you get close to them, you step on a big branch and it just snaps very loudly under your feet, and you hear a, a unified gasp of, of three people, and as you, you look down at the branch you stepped on and look up, kind of like, whoops, uh, you hear one screamer just goes, ah, oh, shit, ah, oh, fuck, look at those fucking teeth, uh, and you see these three junior campers all in full uniform, one of which wielding a, um, a, uh, axe, uh, that, is... that still has dried blood on it, um, what? Uh, and it is Seema and and two other people uh, that a quick glance at the the patches on their shoulders reveal to be from the same uh, crew as Seema. And Seema brandishes the axe and just goes, goes well, I uh, guess this is what we you came here for. And uh, kind of like adopts a defensive stance, not quite sure what you're going to do next. Uh, and then the one to the right draws a bow and arrow. Oh, what? Jesus! What the fuck are these <laughs> kids oh are God. these we know where the weapons are they're with these kids <laughs> the one left just pulls out like a, a a fairly sizable but it is just a pocket knife it's probably about the length of your hand <laughs> i thought you were gonna say they pull out like a shotgun <laughs> yeah one of these kids has a gun it just keeps escalating <laughs> yeah i mean i'd love to give one a gun because i'd be nice and dangerous but i just i can't justify even the most badass of camp masters being like, yeah, you can just bring a gun I mean, to camp. Why not? It is America. <laughs> Come on in with your gun. No. Um... Right, so, so they are brandishing an axe, a bow and arrow, and a decently sized pocket knife at, in your direction, seemingly ready to fight this big ass wolf they've just come upon. Hmm. I would like to. Attack Seema, but not the rest of them. Um, I'm going to probably just, like, run off and deeper into the woods. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me an act under pressure. Uh, why does... Why, I really need to figure out why my character sheet just keeps disappearing. I don't know. There really should be a pop-out. There, there is, so that's what it. I there do. There is a pop-out. Oh. There is pop-up. So you're just bad at this. Like no, no, I popped so it. Mean to us. I've popped it out, and then it, and then I go back oh, to it, oh, and the window is not there. You got a six. Oh. Yeah, you got a six, which ain't great. Um, which is just a failure. Oof. Oh my god. Wait. You had such good rolls. It started so promising this session. Um, so here is what happens on a six. You begin to run. You turn tail at, and dash. And you hear the um, one on the right with a bone arrow go, oh, no, you don't. And uh, you feel an arrow puncture through uh, your, your just basically your ankle. Jesus. And it, it just knocks you to the ground. Uh, you take uh, two harm. Ow. Uh, and the campers come, come uh, cautiously approach you as you are, you are essentially hamstringed. Seema brandishing her axe and the other two, uh, the one drawing another arrow and the other one kind of cautiously holding out his knife and looking a little like, wait, what am I going to do with this knife? You guys have better weapons. <laughs> and then you hear Seema go, 
Hold up. This one doesn't have the injury I'd inflict. Are there... Are there two wolves? What do you do? Um... Hmm. Start whimpering. <laughs> like, I'd... Pre- pretend to be a pretend to be a good wolf. <laughs> Give him those good old puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Uh, I I don't I don't know about that one. I mean, you could try. You've got unnatural charm. It's true. I guess that would aid in that that realm. Screw it. Let's let's do it. <laughs> I'm gonna All look right. pitiful and put on my puppy dog eyes. Alright, so Baron flops over and kind of like puts his tail between his legs and, and starts whimpering in pain. Um, go and give me a manipulate someone roll uh, with your plus weird uh, on the basis that you are asking them to stop attacking you on the basis that you are harmless and injured. Hey. Alright, yeah. So you cool. pull it off perfectly. Uh, something about like your the unnatural aura of just magic and like, darkness around you that kind of makes it hard to see whether or not you're lying and generally just woos people automatically uh kind of washes over them as they watch this and uh Seema just holds up her hand and kind of like lets the action up to her side and just goes i uh i don't think this is the right wolf i think this is just one that maybe followed the other one in got lost um ah shit i think we have to help it and uh the the girl with the bow and arrow goes Seriously, Seema? I just got a... Did you see that shot? Really? 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 I, did you see that shot? Seema? Really? Baron's <laughs> kind of like whipper, like... Hmm. Hmm. Uh, fine. Is the other girl named Katniss? Uh, <laughs> and she, she, she puts the bow back on, like, wrapped around her, her backpack and puts the arrow back in the, the small quiver she's got. Uh, and the other one kind of flips the knife shut and puts it in, in his pocket. And Seema keeps a hold of the axe um but then kind of leans down and and grabs the arrow and just goes all right now this is gonna hurt and the girl goes are you sure about this Seema? like it's gonna bite you as soon as you pull on that thing and she goes i i don't know i've got i've got a good feeling about this and she puts puts her hand down tight on the leg that's injured which hurts a decent amount but not nearly as much as her dragging the arrow out mm, does yeah. And Baron immediately um, bites it. That, <laughs> that uh, causes you to involuntarily snarl, and Seema kind of just jumps back with the arrow, not, like like holding up the axe in the other hand. Um, but you manage to hold it back. Um, and then Seema goes back into her backpack, pulls out some bandages, and kind of wraps your wound, uh, healing you for one for the first aid. Um, Seema frowns and just goes, all right, now, you, you go back where you belong, fella, all right? You... There's a, there's a bunch of us out here hunting for the, for the other one that's that's being a nuisance. So you don't you don't want any more confusions like this, all right? I we'll let you am... live because you're cute, but the other <laughs> one's gotta go. <laughs> the other one is not cute. <laughs> I not would cute. like to follow them. Okay. I'm going um, to become their pet wolf. <laughs> I'm blending in. Seema and the other two begin to, to make their way off, expecting you to you know dash off like a wild animal would. But you begin to follow them, and after a few steps of this, Seema looks back and just goes, "What? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Burf. 
<laughs> and then start wagging your tail like a dog. <laughs> the the other girl with the, the bow and arrow goes, Seema, are, are you seeing this, Seema? Come, I, what is, I don't, what are we even supposed to do? This is not leave no trace. This is literally take a big wolf out of the forest. <laughs> we have a new pet. Um, and, and the guy says, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it seems pretty badass if we... Like you're like a like a hunter like like a like a ranger like a like beastmaster. How many game references can I slip in this? And <laughs> a lot. Uh, Sema. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> that was, I'm I'm so tired. Sema says, "We we we get it, Abishi. You're a gamer." <laughs> <laughs> and uh. Abisha uh, just kind of kind of chuckles and um, goes, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I say we just see where this goes. And Seema looks between the two, looks at Abisha uh, and just goes, well, you're the senior crew leader, I guess. Uh, what do you say, boy? You uh, good to come hunting a, a even bigger wolf with us? Burf, burf.